We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Here's where we are with this show right now. I tried for four and a half years, Bob and Jeff. It's now Bob. I control everything, pal. Jeff Lutz. The harsh realities of life are slapping you in the face right now, and I don't think you can handle it. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Are we still on? Stand by for action. Hello again, everybody. Welcome. It's a Thursday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. We're happy to have you along. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, your co-hosts, Max Power Produces, Engineers, the show. The phone number is 869-1240. It's the IHOP hotline. We've got a busy show today. Three guests. Brian Green, the brand-new baseball coach at Wichita State, joins us in about 20 minutes or so uh, to talk about his uh, indoctrination to Shocker Baseball. Had a meet and greet and press conference yesterday out at uh, out at X Stadium. Seemed to go very well. Seems like nerves have been calmed. Everybody's uh, seemingly uh, on board with this hire. Well, not everybody, but, uh, but collectively I, everybody. I more than not. I was impressed. I can't. Uh, I can't argue. I can't deny that he uh, came off fantastic. Well, then he ought to feel just fa- just uh, like he's. Am I, the am I here on this show to give opinions, or do you do I need to speak at all? What's with you today? I don't know. Well, well that, that was a strange. Uh, that caught me. Uh, I didn't like how uh, I don't like I don't like how you framed that. Well, I mean, you all you kind of approached it like, well, I I approve. Like, uh, well, you know, because I was kind of a, a critic of the hire again, which doesn't ultimately matter. But I thought he came across confidently. He, he knows uh, the plan. He knows what he's trying to do. Uh, and that's a good step one. Well, I, I think anybody would come across with a plan and know what they're trying to do. Not I think everybody nah, give me an example. I can't give you an example. Todd Butler. People were very excited about yeah, Todd but Butler. There's there's something different. Eric about... Wedge. People just were over the moon. And Eric Wedge might have succeeded. We don't really know. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, give me a break, man. Scott Thompson. Every, you know, first days are honeymoons. I don't Brian agree with Green that. Will admit that. I don't agree with that. Well, he didn't that'll just. That'll be the first question I ask him. The honeymoon's over now. You had that day yesterday. Those are all going to be gr- great days. But I'm not judging it based off the press conference. I saw an interview he did with uh, Mike Kennedy. I, I heard most of the interview he did this morning uh, on Sports Daily, and I just like the way he, I like his vibe. I don't care necessarily about the stuff that he says, but you can What's tell the vibe you're picking up he, on. But he believes What's in my it. vibe. 
and a little standoffish, kind of just edgy, kind of you got you wrapped in a little bit of a bubble. You don't really do you not like my vibe. Your vibe's fine. Well, but I mean, do you like it? Do you, is it is it a vibe that uh, embraces you? Hmm. Have we ever embraced? Of course we have. Well, let's embrace then. Many times when you were a youngster. Well, I, I'll give you a hug anytime you want. I gave you hugs, kisses, you you name it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, so tell me about this event tonight at uh, League 42, because we're going to stop by. I'm just not sure exactly when. Well, it starts... Do we need to be there at the beginning? Well, I mean, it'd be nice. Uh, we're going to have a little meet and greet. Uh, we're going to do a little ribbon cutting. We're going to have a little ceremony. We're going to have a couple teams over there at 5 o'clock uh, hitting in our in our cages. Uh, we're going to show people what we got. Show it off. Okay, well, we'll we try to make it We got a heck of a facility. Five. It might be tough to pull off for us, but we'll do our best. Well, why can't you just go over after radio? Because the family wants to come. Why didn't the family meet you here? Well, the family, uh, Shannon's out of town right now. She had, some, she had some things to deal with in Arc City. That, really? Uh, some things to deal with. That, that uh, ended, up, uh, ended up taking a little bit longer. That sounds ominous. Not really. I mean, it turned out to be somewhat ominous. She was checking on her mother's cat, and the cat had been kind of severely wounded so she had to take it into by an animal on the property seems like yeah a chunk of uh, his tail was missing and she had to take it into the vet well i don't like that at all i don't like it either uh so yeah i don't like uh animals getting injured even by other animals it's not not no, there's a, there's a, there's animals that we don't, we don't just uh, automatically embrace all animals the ones that attack a cat, we don't like that much, right? We like the animals that an, a cat attacks. Bunny, Not really. Bunnies. Yeah, and, we like them. I'm just saying. It's a yeah, circle we, of life, my friend. Well, we like. Uh, we don't necessarily like attacking. Well, I, it's nature. I wish it well, wasn't. I understand that. My dog, who my my Misty, who's a, a, one of the most special uh, creatures on the planet, uh, she'll attack. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it, but it is what it is. Well, what do you do about it? Nothing. It's not going to change. Uh, she's not an attack dog by any stretch of the imagination. You've seen uh, Misty in action. Sweetest dog you'll ever find. Great dog. But you put her out in the backyard and you, sh you show her a rabbit and all bets are off. Yeah, it's too bad. And, I, you know, that's how they're, that's their nature. It is. Can't, uh, can't control it. I can't. Uh, it's well, out of our hands. I can't figure it out. Anyway, besides Brian Green, who we're looking forward to talking to today at two twenty-five, at two forty-five, Robert Bartko. He'll be appearing at the Orpheum Theater coming up Saturday night with his show, George Michael Reborn. Really? Now that's interesting. Here's a guy who does George Michael and Wham, full production. I read that he used to just do acoustic set of George Michael. And now he's turned it in. He's got a band. He's got the, the whole show. And uh, it's similar to the George Michael concert from back in the day. And, and Wham! Well, I don't know. I never saw Wham, but I'm sure this man is extremely talented. Did you Were you embroiled in the, in the Eagles little ticket? situation a couple days ago no i didn't see anything about uh, it. there was a uh, there was an event on StubHub where it said the eagles were going to be in australia 
uh, on in August, August fifth, I believe. Just one day. Yeah, and then uh, you well, go. No way they go over there for one and day. And then you go to the uh, venue website over there in, in Australia, and it's a cover band. Well, that's somebody making a big mistake. Huge mistake. Can't do it. Not the Eagles. No, they would never. I don't get wrapped up in those things. Well, I do, and I'm very wrapped up in it. Really? I, You're I, wrapped up in it? I need tour dates like I need air. Just give me something, Eagles. Or get, uh, well, you know, I'll give a, you something. Here's what you need. You know what you need? What? You need to get alive. Well, I will. I mean, seriously. In two or three years. You I'll need to get to. alive. Because if they roll out the same show... There's no way. They're not going to roll out the same It'll show. It'll be mostly the same show. Well, they play the hits, and that's It'll part It'll be of... mostly the same show. Or it won't. You never know. Without any imagination, without any thought, what are we doing, Don? Well, we're going to play uh, Desperado at the end, and uh, after that, we'll figure it out. How'd you like my Don Henley impersonation? I didn't like it. <laughs> Desperado belongs at the end. At 325, John Hale, the general manager of Century 2, as we continue to talk about uh, Century 2, we got a couple guests tomorrow, uh, Angela Cassette from the Music Theater of Wichita and Celeste Reset. We've got a cassette and a reset. That can't be right, is it? On the show tomorrow. Uh, Celeste running for mayor, so we'll have to get all the mayoral candidates on the show at some point for equal time because that's how you operate. I guess. Do we have uh, to do that? I by want law? to. Lily Wu? Yeah, I want to. Uh, Celeste is obviously a strong proponent of keeping Century 2, so uh, we'll talk to her about that tomorrow because we want to hear all viewpoints. I'm interested. All right. I'm very interested. I'm happy that you're interested. What do you think about Cessna Stadium coming down? Oh, I, I love it. I almost drove over there today. You love it? Well, that's, I don't love it. It's needed. I'm okay with it. Just I love like it. I wouldn't love Century Two being demolished, but I think well, it's I think Century it's time. Two Century Two has a different feel in the city of Wichita. It's downtown, it's got the blue roof, it's our our identity. Cessna Stadium is a is a hunk of garbage and it needs to be it's, a, it's been a huge part of that campus. Well I get it. Now how about having a better part of the campus? You know, I spent many many hours at that stadium. So I remember when it was built, when it was built up. And I just couldn't believe it. It looked so majestic, and the press box was new, and it was just a great venue, and I couldn't believe we had it in Wichita. One of those things, you know, 31,000 seats. Now, for college football venues, that's not huge, but here it was pretty big. And the problem was we couldn't fill it very often. Just right. a few times in its history uh, did we get 31,000 seats, uh, people in the seats there. Uh, but, you know, there's some sadness to see the 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 east side of that structure coming down a little sad okay but it's gonna be melancholy it's gonna be better sure it is but it's a little melancholy no a little i don't feel that way i didn't feel that way about lawrence well, you don't dumont. have any history there i didn't feel that way about lawrence dumont a place i had I a had, lot of history. Oh, i had a lot of melancholy about lawrence you think about it man i, I grew up in lawrence dumont before that lawrence stadium that's but where my dad and now. i went I mean, uh, there's always melancholy. Yeah, what we have now is much better. I'm glad we did it. But if, if you can just heartlessly look at the destruction of these uh, <laughs> these properties that mean so much to us, I mean, uh, that's heartless. 
Heartless? Heartless. It's just a place. It's emotionless. It's just a it's just a structure. The memories come from the people you were around, the things you saw. It could have happened anywhere. You could you could be in Boise or uh No, the memories are part of the structure. You remember the ramps to Lawrence Dumont Stadium to get to your seat. Uh you remember the elevator to the press box. You remember the old light standard along the first baseline. Things I'll never forget that made Lawrence Dumont Stadium uh, unique and amazing. And I love the place. Yeah, the ramps up to your seats. I know, the ramps were were awesome. Especially when you were a kid and you'd get a good running start and you'd race down those ramps and crack uh, your Sometimes you'd fall and you'd break it. You know, they were fun. Yeah, I like the ramps. Or you'd run into an old person at the bottom and they'd spill their popcorn. That was yeah, fun. That's that's what happened. Well, I mean, that that could happen when you're running down those ramps. Could. Uh, we don't have ramps at the new ballpark. It's just a circular stadium. Uh, you can walk all around. I like that. I, I, I love that part of the of River. Never going to miss a second of the action. But the no ramps, you miss the ramps a little Not bit. Not really. I love our stadium. I go back to when they had the press box and you had to climb up the stairs at the back of the grandstands. Uh, was no elevator. Uh, they had a staircase at the back of the grandstands behind home plate. You had to go up that, that staircase, walk out on the roof to the old press box. That's where I was when Elvis Presley passed away. How about Spent that? Spent many hours in, I that, was thinking about in that, that old press box. Remember the X-Stadium press box, how you got up there? Walked up the metal stairs, yeah, and there was a little chain link fence separating you from about a two hundred foot fall, uh, which I don't, I don't like. I don't like thinking about that. I don't like that memory. Well, I never fell, and I nobody you know. ever fell. But good grief, let's yeah, have a. If, if you got a little adventure with your covering a game, there's, what's wrong with that? Hey, I'm honey. I'm covering the game. I hope I'll be home later. But the the press box could slide over the back of the uh, chain link. Well, There's I'm talking about when you went inside. Before you went inside, at the top of the stairs was the chain link. Ah, you, if you fall over that, you're dead. If you fall over it. And you, it was about waist high. Oh, no. I went up that. I covered that. I, come on. Don't don't exaggerate. Kevin Costner was leaning against it. He was when down he was, in the stands. When he was here for. No, I, I firmly. He was in the stands, but he was leaning against the fence. All right. When he was here for his Cal Fuller, State Fullerton team. Oh, I don't know why anyone would do that. Uh, anyway, that, uh, yeah. But, I, you know, you miss old places. I miss the Crest Theater. There, there's all, when Brent's on this Christmas, and we'll get him back for Wichita Treasures. I sure hope so. Uh, there's a lot of treasures that are no longer here. But part of the reason is that they're treasures is because they're no longer here. And you conjure up some memory, memories of something that may or may not have kind of been. You know what I'm saying? You give no, I, don't, them, I don't know what you're saying. I don't like what you're saying. You give them further uh, mystique because they no longer exist. And they were part of your you youth, went to the childhood. Weren't you at the Crest Theater? Never. You never went to the Crest Theater. Do, do I kind of miss the palace? I mean, I, yeah, I miss going to the palace, though. The palace wasn't like I, the Crest Theater. But... The Crest Who Theater was, had its own architecture. 
Uh, you're missing the point. No, I'm not missing. It's not the about point. the architecture. That's all I thought it's about. It's about the memories that you have from that place, and you have memories from what Crest about? because you were young. I have memories from the palace because I was young. What it's, about the Boulevard Theater? Do you miss that? Isn't that at Town West? No, it's over. It was over at the Lincoln Heights. I don't. I don't have George any familiarity with Lincoln. that. Uh, the I love that theater. I, I I saw my very first movie at the Crest Theater, Son of Flubber. Haven't I told you about that? Oh, please don't. But yeah, yeah, you told. You me. know who it starred? They made a remake uh, remake with Eddie Murphy, I believe, right? Flubber had Robin Williams. Okay, but the first the the original starred Fred McMurray. Okay, and I saw it as a young as a just a young child. Uh, son of Flubber. And I was just in awe of that. And I don't know how you can uh, be a proponent of tearing down places like the Crest Theater. If you have something better to put in its place, I think uh, I'm always a proponent of progress. I try to be, anyway. Well, what about Joyland? Are you glad we don't have that anymore? Not really, but if they had replaced it with something Why better. Why haven't we replaced Joy? You know, that's, after we get done talking about Century 2, you know what we're going to move on to? Uh, let me think. Joyland? <laughs> yes. Because who else is talking about it? Well, it's dead. I'm going to rekindle it. I'm going to re- You and I'm your Ferris wheels and your, and your roller coasters. And nobody talks about the zoo anymore. What do you mean? What we can do out there to improve that experience. Every, we're improving the zoo all the I time. I love the zoo, but we need a we need a Ferris wheel. And we need it. They have a train now, right? I think they've always had a train. But it, does, it, does it go far enough? It goes around the park. We need a Ferris wheel and maybe a roller coaster. The zoo is the animals are the attraction. You know who agreed with zoo. me on this? Pastor, Pastor Mike. Mike. Let's uh, let's get to our friend Ted Woodward uh, from the Steve and Ted Morning Show. We must have said something that irked Ted. Uh, otherwise, why would he be calling this show? Hello, Teddy. Hello, Bob. Hey, I, you you got me when you started talking about Son of Flubber. <laughs> of course he did. Well, I which knew you'd a, be. I knew that would tweak you. Which is a classic movie because it features. A football game where they have to use flubber, and the play-by-play announcer for the football game is Paul Lynn. <laughs> Can you give Which, us a little Paul Lynn doing that uh, that PA? Well, I've got kind of a cold, but I'll give it a go here. It's like, well, all right, Medford is Medford is lining up for a ninety-eight yard field goal. <laughs> oh, how I miss you, Teddy. <laughs> Uh, that would have been prime stuff side-by-side uh, side at a Shocker basketball game. Yeah, wouldn't it? Now you've moved across the arena to do PA. I rarely go to a game anymore. It's 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 sad. It is sad. But well, thanks for uh, mentioning. All right. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning Paul Lind. Of course. Jeff, do you have anything you'd like to say? Uh, thanks for mentioning mentioning Paul Lynn, Ted. Couldn't have <laughs> done it. this show without it. Goodbye, <laughs> See you, <boys>. Teddy. <laughs> Ted Woodward, who makes me laugh. He's a funny guy. That's all. He just makes me laugh. And you weren't privy to a lot of our conversations at Shocker basketball games, were you? Not a lot, because I was mostly in the stands. A lot, a lot of times. Well, the in times the you were down there, you were in section. What, what did you hear? 
Same stuff as always here, talking about Maude and Camille Carroll or whatever you'd... Carol? Whoever, whatever character you had. Well, it was funny stuff. Uh, anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we will talk uh, Shocker Baseball. Brian Green, the brand new head coach of the Shockers, joins the show next. We hope you'll be listening. If you uh, can't listen, you can always go back and listen to our show on the Odyssey app. We'll be back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Let's go places. The musical theme, The Clash, London Calling. Brian Green joins us, the new baseball coach at Wichita State. Welcome, Coach. Uh, welcome to Wichita. Welcome to the Shockers, and welcome to our radio show. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's an honor for all of that. But uh, it's been a crazy couple of days, and uh, just an incredible, incredible honor to be, uh, be sitting in this chair right now. So, appreciate the time in advance. So we saw that you had your family out there, obviously yesterday, and and they rolled out the red carpet, and and uh, it all seemed to go extremely well. How exciting was that for you? Well, um, I, I knew it was going to be exciting. I, I didn't anticipate uh, some of the emotion that we had uh, as a family and for me individually. But, you know, this is one of the most exciting things that's happened to me professionally, uh, you know, on a personal level, aside from the, the special games that you win or the championships. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's an incredible, incredible high that we're on right now and, and trying to balance those emotions with making sure that uh, we're not taking a minute off and trying to put this roster together. But, um, it's an incredible honor, you know, having dinner with coach Stevenson last night. Uh, that's just, those are, it's really special. That's the easiest way to say it. <laughs> so you've talked about, uh, getting in the RV and going around to see 
uh, guys who've entered the portal or guys who have uh, committed to Wichita State as recruits. I'm just curious about uh, what it's like to travel in that RV. What amenities do you have in there? Uh, how far can you get in a day? Where do you park that thing? I just, I, I'm just kind of curious about what that journey looks like for you. Oh yeah, no. Let's get into it, guys. No, it's a it's a 37 foot Class A, so I've got the skipper hat, and I'll put that on for every beginning of the trip. And um, it's a two. It's got two bathrooms, and there's a bedroom back there with a washer dryer. And you know, we when COVID hit in the state of Washington, it was an absolute lockdown, so uh, we weren't allowed to go into the office, and uh, we were up in the Northwest. So with two girls, uh, two daughters, we, we got that thing. They've got bunk beds in there, which will turn into a master closet for this trip. But, uh, no, it, it's a, it's a big rig and, uh, and I can drive that eight to 10 hours. I will. And, um, funny story, a long time ago, uh, when I was the head coach, in New Mexico state, we signed a hitter, uh, Anthony Miller, who's the current hitting coach at Johnson County community college. He saw or got drafted professionally in the 16th, 17th round. And actually my family got in the RV and said, let's take a trip. And we drove from New Mexico to Kansas and met with the Miller family. We almost got him to forego the draft and come to be an Aggie, but it didn't work. And he still reminds me of that this day. So when I got this opportunity, I said, well, I'm just going to do the same thing and hopefully it'll work again. New uh, Wichita State baseball coach Brian Green is our guest, of course. Uh, you are as more aware uh, than anyone about the number of shockers who hit the transfer portal recently. It's most of the team. Um, so I know you've been busy in that regard. Uh, how optimistic are you about being able to retain some of the players uh, who did go into the transfer portal? And what's the message? I know it's probably individual for each person, but is there an overall message you're trying to send to those folks? Yeah, the overall message is just to sell the authenticity of who we're going to be as a coaching staff and the development. But, you know, guys, what I'm trying to sell is just get a beat on, guys, where are you? Are you in? Are you out? Or are you evaluating? Um, and, and really just get a beat on, on what sense that is for these kids. Most of the kids are giving you, I'm evaluating, and that's because they're being you know, given other offers of NIL and and some of those crazy numbers that may or may not exist from other schools. They, uh, but they're getting them and they're listening. So, um, I'm just in a position to represent the program, get out here, and, and, and number one goal is to keep them and keep them in this program because there's some good talent on this roster. But um, those conversations, to answer your question, are about just establishing a relationship. Um, telling them what I'm about and really just trying to learn who they want to be and, and how they want to be and what they want out of a program and, and what the, the reason that they chose Wichita state in the first place. And a lot of it has to do with this program or relationship with a coach. So trying to get in a, in a race for the relationship piece. Uh, and at the same time, reminding them that a lot of times the grass is not greener on the other side. So on the other side of that, I think it, it's been re reported, and you, you obviously know better than anyone, that every player but one is in the portal, and that one is, is Peyton Tolley. And I'm curious if you've had conversations with him, what he's saying about what he likes about Wichita State, and how maybe even you're using that with uh, in conversations with other guys because Peyton Tolley may be the best player on the team, two-way guy. So uh, how has that gone so far? It's gone good. Peyton's been uh, very respectful of, of the process of what's gone on. and He's been open, as have all the players. You know, um, we, we have a few more players that uh, that aren't in. In fact, we had uh, we had another one 
uh, Jaden Gustafson was in the portal and, and he made the, uh, he proclaimed yesterday that he's out and he wants to come back in. So he, he jumped out of the portal. Uh, he was one of, uh, of three players that attended yesterday um, that aren't in the portal. So that I think the number is four or five right now, but uh, no, that's a loud statement. And I'm, I'm trying to do everything in our power to remind Peyton that I've coached uh, a golden spikes winner, a, a two way left, left player. And, uh, I've seen when and what that looks like in AJ Reed at Kentucky, and um, as he, I think he has a chance to be a national player of the year candidate, particularly if he stays here at Wichita State. Um, so it's a loud statement, and uh, and I was on the phone with him. He was the first player I talked to because he wasn't in the portal. I thought that was pretty loud, and uh, and just trying to see if we can cement him to stay. And um, I do feel optimistic about what's happening right now. That it, it seems to be shifting a little bit more, but. I'm just at a spot right now where I'm making all those calls. right, um, And it's just a lot of players to get in touch with, but I'm certainly working at it uh, very hard. Brian Green, our guest, Wichita State baseball coach. So I remember a day where there wasn't a portal, or at least uh, not like it's being used today. Uh, is this? Uh, I'm just curious your, your opinion. Uh, when you can go to the portal the way uh, college athletics is now with uh, very loose rules, uh, do you think that's good for the sport of baseball individually? I think it's it's a real challenge for the coach. I, I think if the portal window were shortened, um, you know, I think I think what's not good for the game is is having this massive window where year in and year out, uh, kids will just jump in and and make a run. I do think with regards to Wichita State and this current situation, with a coaching change. Um, you know, and, and when it happened, everyone jumped in. Uh, that seems to be unique. I mean, if, I, if you look at Washington State, where I just came from, I know when I accepted this job, we had four players in the portal. Uh, I think those players are going to take a look and see what happens. So, but I think that goes to the strength of this team. There were a lot of talented players. Unfortunately for the game right now and the portal, uh, there's a lot of uh, third-party communication, and a lot of uh, players are hearing a lot of traffic about what they could make at other schools. That's currently just the world that we're living in. And um, <clears throat> and I've talked to the players about that. Look, guys, good for you. You're in a leverage situation right now, but um, you know we're going to have to to make a stand here pretty soon. Like within a week, are, are you in? Are you out? Um, and then at that point, we'll we'll start moving into junior college recruiting or or other portal players and make sure that we do our diligence to fill this roster. But I'm also respectful of, of how challenging it's maybe been for these players. Uh, so trying to respect them as much as I can give some time, but it's starting to, the clock's starting to tick. And I think everybody understands that. How dependent on immediate success is uh, being able to pull current players out of the portal? Uh, you just mentioned recruiting junior college players. I know you've had a lot of success doing that. Do you feel like you can win in year one if you're having to turn over much of the roster? Well, unfortunately, I think you can. And I think you can because there are so many players in the portal. Um, you know, if I look at Washington State last year, uh, we brought in five players between July 25th and August 5th. Uh, all five players were starters and everyday players. Uh, an All-American was in there, or a single-digit draft, uh, a transfer from Portland. So I won't get long-winded on that, but unfortunately I think you can. 
I just don't think it's optimal. I don't think it's what's optimal for the long-term success of the program. I think the current recruits are signees, uh, that the majority of them are going to show up, uh, need to see uh, the Tollies and the Candiotis and the Ingrams of the world and how they operate and how they go about their business. I think that's really important. Um, so for the long-term success of the program, I, I don't think it's what's best, but I do think that if we lose kids, we'll go out and get players. It is Wichita State, and this is a real national brand. I think we'll be able to attract talent pretty quickly out of the portal. Shocker baseball coach Brian Green, our guest. Let's talk a little bit about your baseball background. You grew up in California. You played collegiately at Riverside City College, Chapman University, and then uh, New Mexico State. Uh, what kind of a player were you? What uh, position did you play? Uh, how did you get interested in the game of baseball? I was uh, the player that is now coaching. I was a 4-4 runner down the line, giving it everything I had. Uh, average feet, average arm, average hands. Uh, loved playing the game and would like to think there was some toughness there, but very competitive. I was a second-base shortstop as a player. Um, yeah, junior college player to Chapman University, and then uh, that program went from Division One to Three, so I ended up at New Mexico State. But I uh, was an everyday player for two years, and uh, how I got into coaching is just I love the game. I love connecting with, with people. I love to teach. Um, I love to establish a relationship where there's connection, and, and, and I do get a real bang out of, of seeing kids get better, and uh, I don't need the, the juice to, to be told. It's just fun to watch people get better, but I think I really found uh, a love for coaching. I tell a story about working at camp as a, a junior college player, as a sophomore, and just remembering how much I enjoyed teaching uh, in a little camp setting. And I, it was that moment I remember thinking that I really wanted to coach. So to be able to do what I love to do um, for the reasons that I love to do it, which are establishing relationships and then uh, proving goals right and proving to players that if you put your head down and do things right on a daily basis, that life will reward you at some point. Um, those are the most satisfying stories. So, I love to do what I do, and now to be able to do it at Wichita State is uh, is honestly a dream come true. I mean, this is a storied program uh, with an unbelievable facility, and uh, and I'm I'm just absolutely honored to be sitting in this chair right now. You uh, you talked about you said you uh, had dinner with Gene last night. I know you I know you met Brent too. A lot of fans uh, believe that the link to that era in Shocker baseball should remain as long as possible. How do you balance? you know, wanting to honor that and also, you know, being a guy from the outside and, and, and bringing your own ideas and, and putting your own stamp on the program. How, how do you kind of balance those things? I know it's day two. You may not have even thought about that, but just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there. No, please do. Uh, that It's actually top of mind right now. Aside from the roster is, is number one, but, um, you know, with relation to that question, it's staff development. And when I say development, I mean actually organizing the workflow, naming the staff, uh, the day, the goal is Saturday midday. Uh, maybe it's it's tomorrow night, um, but I'm going to spend a, a lot of time on that. I've interviewed, I think, everybody I need to interview, I think. Um, but to answer your question, I just I think it's extremely important. I think there has to be a connection uh, to the champions and and how they've done things and how they operate. And, and I want to see Coach Gene in our dugout. You know, and I don't know if that's every game, but there needs to be times when he's in there and he needs to be sharing his ideas with the players. And I know he does that already. Uh, I'm going to want him to pick me apart on some practices because I can learn from it and get better. 
Uh, and I want to share those types of experiences to our players that if you want to be a great player, you need to be willing to get picked apart because at the end of the day, I think all we want to do is be successful. So in, in keeping that bridge together, um, you know, interviewing this current staff, everybody uh, was important and, and it was impressive. So at this point, really trying to balance and come to a decision on um, how we're going to keep um, which State baseball is in and at the same time, uh, yeah, bring in our own flavor and meld that and mesh that into having real staff alignment, which is the most important thing to me, in my opinion, of winning baseball games. Final moments here with Brian Green. Uh, before we let you go, I have read that uh, you haven't slept in a while. Is that still the case? <laughs> uh, I did sleep last night. Now, it was only for four hours, but it, it was it was straight through. Uh, so that was the best night of sleep that I've had in, in quite some time. But that is true. And, you know, being in Pullman was a little easier because if I was if I was up at 3.30 or 4, we were getting closer to 7.30 where I could start calling or texting kids and maybe they were up <laughs> if they're on the East Coast. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. And uh, I just I, I want to I do right by this administration for giving our family the opportunity. And, um, and I know how – story this program is and, and i want to get it back and i want to prove everybody right or wrong and um and i know that uh not being an alum uh i need to come in here and and do even a little bit more and uh and i'm driven to want to do that so uh i probably will sleep uh, tonight as we head back on the jet uh, back to pullman before we turn right around and start driving that rv yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need you to get some sleep before you get behind the wheel of that RV, okay, Coach? <laughs> I will try to do that. You got it, guys. I, I promise. I'll give that a go. <laughs> uh, thank you. We look forward to meeting you in the near future. You got your work cut out for you in the in the days ahead, and uh, we we wish you the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank All right. You. Thank you, Brian Green, the baseball coach at Wichita State. I think that's a that's what you call a good first impression. I'm in for us. So we we're rooting for the guy and, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Obviously he's all in. Of course. On the hotline, George Michael reborn starring Robert Bartko, our guest. He is going to be here on Saturday at the Orpheum theater, Saturday evening doors open six thirty. performance at seven thirty, with his show, George Michael reborn Robert. Hello. Welcome. Hey guys. Thank you for having me. We're very happy to have you. You look a lot like George Michael. I got to believe that uh, was part of the incentive for this act. And uh, if you have anything approaching that kind of talent, my goodness, you uh, you're, you're blessed, huh? Oh, thank you. You know, I always say that tributing George Michael chose me rather than me choosing it as a career. Uh, ever since I was in high school, I looked like him. And, um, you know, when Wham! was emerging on the scene, um, just starting to gain popularity here in the United States, people would always say to me, my goodness, you look just like this new singer from a group, Wham, named George Michael. Have you ever heard of him? I'm like, no, but everybody's saying this to me. I need to hear this music. <laughs> so that's kind of what it was the first steps into it. Was there ever a time where you distance yourself from, from that? I mean, I'm sure at some point it has to be difficult to say you look and sound exactly like somebody else. When did you decide, when did you decide to embrace that and just, and just go for it? Well, you know, um, gosh, that's a, that's a fun question. You know, there was never a time that I distanced myself. You know, the first time, like I said, everybody had been saying to me, you look like this singer, George Michael. And, um, 
I sang in a drum. I was really a weird kid growing up. I played in football. I had a lot of football scholarships as a tailback, but I also like dwelled very well in the drama world. So I was in a lot of plays, which are usually two polar opposite worlds. And when I would open my mouth to sing, people would say, my gosh, he sounds just like this George Michael. So the first time I actually ever heard a George Michael record was at a friend's house. He put it on for me. He's like, you look just like this guy. I looked at the cover. I said, my gosh, I feel like I'm almost looking at an older brother of mine. And um, so, yeah, never distanced myself from it. First time I heard George Michael's music, I, I felt like, though I was always a lover of music as a kid, first time I heard his voice, it was like, this incredible connection. It was like my heart had found its musical home. It was like a magical connection for me. And um, much to probably the frustration of a lot of people, I never stopped listening to Wham Records. George Michael was always on in my car, always on in the house. It just it just soothed my soul. So, um, you know, there was a few years there that I went out into the music industry, had a solo career, and his influences on my voice and everything were really evident. Um, even in my solo music, people are like, is this a George Michael record? No, it's Robert Barker who's, you know, madly in love with the music of George Michael. So that's kind of where, you know, it's kind of led my career to this point, at least. It's always just been in my life. George Michael, reborn starring Robert Barco, our guest, uh, coming up Saturday evening at the Orpheum Theater, June 17th, uh, down uh, on 200 North Broadway. Tickets available at all the places you get them, selectaseat.com. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, Robert, uh, what kind of show is this? Tell us about the show because I think it's cool. What I've read about it is that you started this uh, kind of as an acoustic act, and it's grown into a full band with a lot of lights and energy. Tell us about that evolution of your show. Yeah, you know, I um. I, you know, like I said, I dabbled a little bit in the um, the solo music career and kind of my bread and butter of making money before the show really took off as you see it now was I would play acoustic guitar and sing in various bars and grills and you know probably about 400 cover songs. And um, I would take, uh, you know, a lot of Wham and George Michael songs and morph them into fun acoustic renditions, which always seemed to kind of light up a place when I was playing. And then I had... um. Strangely, a resurgence of my solo dance career. I had a lot of dance music back out in the out in the '90s, and um, I was starting to do some shows as Robert Barco with my dance music. But every time I would get booked, a booking agent would say to me, "Hey, your solo music is great, but has anybody ever told you you look and sound just like George Michael? If you ever put together a show of George Michael and tributing him, we could book the heck out of that thing." So I rolled the dice. I took the chance, put together a band back in early um, well, mid-2019, and the first show, bang, right out of the gate, sold out Anaheim House of Blues beyond capacity, and it just exploded from there. I actually, um, before his passing, I had the original bass player from Wham, close dear friend of George Michael's, Mr. Dion Estes, was a part of the, the show, and... Um, We'd actually talked about reformulating Wham, seeing if we could get Andrew Ridgely on board, but he sadly passed away um, coming out of COVID. And um, so what you see now when you show up to see the show is, you know, like you said, it's pretty much the full-on evolution with a full band. All of the costume changes, the costumes have been intrinsically crafted, handcrafted by my wife to – 
replicate the costumes that George Michael wore throughout various videos or on his uh, tours. And um, so you're going to hear all the hits of Wham! and George Michael, all the fun costume changes. I even put on the British accent and, um, you know, banter with the audience with that. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun time. It's like I always say we hop in a little magical musical time machine and go back to the 80s and 90s, and we're just going to have a blast. So anybody who comes out, they're going to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So we, you just mentioned, we talk a lot about uh, nostalgia on this show, and I know this uh, on your show provides people a chance to go back to, to the 80s and 90s, to times where they make these positive connections and have, have good memories. What does it mean to you to be able to do that, and how, how seriously, I guess, do you, do you take that? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's so cool that you asked that question because I just did a show recently where um, um, – I was looking back at pictures pictures the photographer had took, and when you look, um, she's taking a lot of pictures from a side angle, so you're kind of seeing me interacting with the audience, and when you look, I'm almost kind of tearing up just sharing this, you see the smiles across the faces of you know hundreds of people, and you go, my gosh, everybody's completely on a different ends of this political spectrum or opinions about whatever – and everybody at this one moment in time has the biggest smile on their faces. A lot of times when I'm looking out and singing to people, they are just bawling their eyes out. And um, afterwards at meet and greets, I'll get to talk to them. And they were just like, this entire evening took me back to whatever time it was before you know life had unfolded this for me. And this is the most amazing evening and blah, 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 blah. So it, I really feel blessed to be able to go and – um, I was talking about it with a friend of mine from another really well-known group from the 90s, and we are like, how blessed are we? We get to hop on airplanes and go do this and take people and kind of pull them out of whatever life has dealt them and take them back to the time of a lot more innocence in their lives when they were in high school. And um, it, it's amazing. I feel very blessed to be able to do it. And I'm sure a part of that is because they don't have George Michael or Andrew Ridgely around anymore, so you're giving them uh, you're giving them what they need as well. And on that on that note, I'm curious in, in this world uh, that you're doing now, have you ever been around anybody from those two guys' worlds, uh, George Michael or Andrew Ridgely, as any of their family members? Have you been able to connect with anybody that uh, that that is in their realm? Well, you know, it's um, like I said earlier, I had Dion Estes. If you bring up any Wham! video, you're going to see a really handsome man with the biggest set of dreadlocks you've ever seen in your life. That was George Michael's, one of his best friends, his bass player. He was a part of the show. But, um, you know, another fun um, highlight is we've had um, uh, we had the sound guy from the George Michael Cover to Cover Tour run sound for us for a few shows. That was a real joy. It was really cool to have somebody at the soundboard that actually ran sound for George Michael. And he was just flying effects in vocally on the fly. I mean, he knew the catalog. And then more recently, we got um, invited to play a private party for uh, Dita Von Tees, um, amazing, beautiful pinup model. Um, and um, she's got a big show. She was actually a part of George Michael's live video set for the song Feeling Good. 
And um, if you bring up that video, you'll see Dita in that. But also at her party, which was amazing, was George Michael's exclusive private photographer throughout the Faith album cover era, that whole thing. Um, he had exclusive photography to George Michael. And then what was even funner at that same party was Kathy Young. If you don't know who Kathy Young is, bring up the um, video for George Michael's monster hit, I Want Your Sex. She's the beautiful Asian model in that video. She was also George Michael's girlfriend before he came out. And um, she was at that party. And, um, oh, my goodness, how magical it was to be singing songs literally while face-to-face holding the hand of someone who was so dear to George Michael. Um, you know, you look at pictures of George Michael and Kathy Young, pull them up on, you know, the internet. You can never find a picture where George is not smiling ear to ear in Kathy's presence. And uh, being there with her, she just had this incredible, sweet, innocent, joyful, sunshine spirit about her. So, yeah, we've crossed paths with a few people from George's life. Never met him personally, but I sure would have loved to. So yeah, we 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 know all the the big hits that George Michael had solo and with Wham. Is there a song maybe deeper into one of those catalogs that uh, you like to highlight in the set or that you particularly enjoy singing? Well, you know, I love them all. I love all of George Michael's songs from the hits to the B-sides. I would have to say, you know, trying to give you an answer to your question, probably um Careless Whisper or Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go have uh, you can just really feel uh, just an incredible surge of energy and adoration to those songs from the audience when we head into them also i do a, a tribute to um george michael and dion and uh george's sister and such with the song last christmas and it's amazing you know, given that george michael died on christmas day there's quite a deep connection in that song too it, it becomes a quite a spiritual moment there in the show well, we really uh, have enjoyed talking to you. Uh, Robert Bartko has been our guest. He'll be in Wichita on the 17th, a week from Saturday, uh, with his show honoring uh, George Michael, George Michael Reborn, Reborn. Robert, thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of luck in your travels and your tour, and uh, we'll see you in Wichita. Hey, guys, thanks so much for your time as well, and I hope to get to meet you both maybe at the show, okay? You bet. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Robert Bye-bye. Bartko, our guest, uh, with a little uh, George Michael talk. You got to love that, huh? Good stuff. All right, we'll come back. Hour number two, we'll be talking to John Hale, the general manager of Century 2, coming up at 325. Uh, tomorrow on the show, a couple of Century 2 interviews, plus the three-man booth with Jason Duda. Tomorrow. Back in a minute. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.